Welcome to Emerge, Food and Body Freedom. And in honor of how I want to show up, completely authentic, completely honest, truthful, even vulnerable, I will share that I am not going to stop and start over when I stumble, which I will, or when I say something that I will immediately judge as like, oh, that was dumb. I got to start over. I'm not going to start over (laughs) because I coach and I teach and I, I work with my own children on um, on on just that of showing up exactly as you are and um, and owning it. Uh, so so that's where that's where I'm at. And also acknowledging that, oh my goodness, I I'm more honesty here. I will start and then I'll be like, oh that was so uh judgment judgment judgment. Stop start over stop start. Oh my goodness, so many times. And I'm talking just audio and podcast don't even get me going on video. This hair is out of place. This this right eyebrow. I don't know what is up with the right eyebrow. <laughs> like, and I would stop and start and, and do another take. And there is one thing I do always stand true by is I don't do filters. However, I want the lighting to be right. And just just how much time? We'll pause with this thought before going into today's topic. But how much time do we spend editing real life? (laughs) And what does that do? It takes time away from living life. Let's just have the mistake and the hair out of place and just be like, yep, (laughs) that was it. And that's what it looked like. And, And go on to the next moment to be so present in. And so that's it. Just less time editing and more time in it more time being, more time being present, and 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 that is that. So I wanted to to begin with that as I will be, you know, going through unedited with this podcast. This episode I am dedicating to the question, what is food freedom? And I go around in my head about these names or the like little tags we call things. Uh, and and what they actually mean. I've been known to like Google, what is freedom? What is food freedom? Um, and, and really start to analyze it. And today I'm choosing to share what food freedom, so what is food freedom is the question. Today I am sharing what is food freedom to me? Because gosh, <laughs> this is so unique across the board. If you are here, um, I actually don't know why why you're here. I'd love to hear, but um, this podcast, uh, the intention of it is to support those who are struggling with their relationship with food, with their relationship with their bodies as well, or on the healing journey, healing from eating disorders, healing from disordered eating, etc. So if you're here, you, each and every one of you, um, you're going to have a different answer to this question. So some of mine will resonate with you, but... I would love to hear what is food freedom for you. So I will give at the end like a quiet, very short guided kind of quiet space practice to answer that question. What does food freedom look like for you? 
And with that, uh, as I shared in my like welcome to Emerge, the podcast, um, I'd love to hear from you. If you send me an MP, whatever it is, audio recording, I will share it on the podcast. So if you want to share what food freedom is, you can be part of an episode where I share your definition of food freedom. So my intention is to create community. And this was an idea that came to me of how we can create community. Send me some auto, audio files with your answer uh, to this question. What is food freedom? And I'll take a moment to share what it is for me. Um, sharing that uh, beginning probably around eight years old, which is a lot, it's heavy to think about as my girls at the time of this airing are seven and a half and nine and a half, um, I became hyper aware of food and food's comfort and uh, role in my life. By 11, I was actually in my first eating disorder treatment center uh, in recovery for anorexia. And I would go to struggle with anorexia and bulimia for multiple decades. Uh, And that is part of my story. So if you asked me in it what food freedom was, I... Well, I don't know (laughs) because I thought that food was absolutely everything. But when I had started to get truly, truly like fed up, because in my early, early decades, um, I was not uh, committed to healing and I was not committed to recovery. I I, uh, was just, I I couldn't see. (laughs) And once I started to see, then came my definition of food freedom And it was simply, this was it at the time, to simply not think about food all the time. So when I was restricting, I thought about food all the time. When I was binging, I thought about food all the time. And when I was purging and in early recovery, I was thinking about food all of the time. So wherever you are in your journey, especially if you're in early recovery, just I I am... I'm with you. I send my my love to you because it is one thing to be in recovery or recovering, having let go of the behaviors or even the um like the actual fitting into a diagnosis of something. It is the <laughs> another thing entirely to experience what food freedom is. So all I wanted to do was just not think about food all the time. And this is what it was like in early recovery. Um, so in, in disordered eating and eating disorders, I just woke up. And how was I going to avoid food? How was I going to get food? My whole life revolved around food. Now in recovery, I wasn't acting upon any of the behaviors. But I, the whole time I was like, how am I going to not act upon the behaviors? How am I going to, um, you know, <laughs> again, it was about food, but in a more like healthy way because I was obsessive about um, my movement practice, my meditation and nutritious food. And so I know there were a lot of things I was still holding on to. Um, but at that time, it was still, I just don't want to wake up and think about food anymore. Oh, and I'll rewind a little bit to the end of the disordered eating. It was that at the end of every night, tomorrow will be different. At the end or at the beginning of every day, today will be different. And then at the end of every night, no, no, tomorrow will be different. 
years and years and years of that conversation. So for me, food freedom would be like just to not not have that. I'll be better tomorrow or okay, well, I'll be better tomorrow. And so that that definition of food freedom was just to to not constantly wake with those thoughts. Now, it has uh, transformed into two different things, what food freedom is for me now after a process of healing, using mindfulness, using mindful movement, joyful movement, and using mindset. So those were the things that supported me in my healing journey. Those are the things as a coach that I work with my clients. So it's not all mindset. <laughs> there is definitely a body component, embodiment, um, yes, body image, but not just from a mindset perspective, also from like mindful movement and again, healing that relationship. And then of course, mindfulness is a huge part of my methodology in coaching women in healing their relationship with food and their body. So today, this is food freedom. I'm eating without deprivation, right? So I'm not saying no to anything that that comes up because we can deprive physically, like I am not going to eat X, Y, and Z. We can also, well, that's also (laughs) depriving mentally, right? So not only are you saying I'm not going to do this action or behavior, but the exact like script of that in your own mind is depriving. The words are depriving as well. So I do not deprive myself. Um, If I want something, there is not the interjection of you shouldn't have that or you can't have that. Um, And then there's actually not the action of depriving. Like I can have that after four or tomorrow or only on my birthday. So eating without deprivation. And then I'll put all of these together, eating without shame guilt or judgment uh, that came through releasing this good bad of foods and I want to be so honest here I do struggle with this as a parent because and not as a person in who is recovering I don't I actually don't like crave blue things or things with a lot of preservatives and I, so I don't know, like, I don't have judgment on them or anything that I desire or want to eat. Um, because I, I just, that's not in my, I don't desire it, but I still, I will have like full disclosure here. And I'd love to talk to some eating, uh, intuitive eating specialists on this, but with my children, I do still struggle, um, with these things that I know that, are blue and have, you know, things in them that, that act, that for all intensive purposes scare me. So that's an area I struggle with, with them. Now, do I want to shame guilt or judge them when they want them? No. And because this is where I'm at now, I actually allow them because I know the impact of, um, of withholding and I know the impact of depriving and that's just going to be they're going to go to their friend's house with all the blue stuff and come home with blue faces so right now my choice is to allow definitely um supporting like not putting any shame guilt or judgment around any food um but but I do judge blue food I don't know I'm sticking with blue there's a whole bunch of other things in that category of chemicals but um, I choose to not um, t- 
take any restrictive approach with my kiddos. So anyway, with myself, um, no shame, guilt, or judgment around food. And gosh, even though I don't like crave blue things, <laughs> there were so many foods on my like bad list when I, for decades, for decades, for decades. And and they're not on my bad list anymore. And the one that I will say had held like so much weight, no pun intended, was was uh, pizza. And I don't want to be triggering talking about food and body weight. So I'm this might be the last time I mention a food. I don't know. But wow, the fear, the power that food held. Oh my gosh. And now um, I'll eat pizza from anywhere, but it's something that my husband like makes from scratch. So it has like all of these different like emotions and feelings around it in a very positive way. But man, oh man, I swore that would like guarantee a weight gain in my head. And I, I wrote this story for so, so long and I judged, I mean, the list of bad foods became bigger and bigger as the years went on and the list of good foods became smaller and smaller and that's all judgment and then I would have it and then there would be shame and guilt and then I would get rid of it and there would be shame and guilt on top of that and today to me food freedom is eating without deprivation shame guilt or judgment Uh, And that actually leads into the next one is like releasing the labels of good and bad regarding foods. And um, again, having a lot of knowledge, uh, things like chemicals and preservatives, um, they exist. This is an area I would, again, love to have more conversation about. But for my mental health and for me as a, a mom with kids and hoping that they don't go through the struggles that I did, I try to be super conscious of releasing or of labeling foods good or bad. Um, not because like foods from the earth aren't better than foods with chemicals and preservatives, like, but the impact that that label gives is it just can it's a slippery slope. So just releasing these labels and 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 even and so I I release them and. Um, I also know that, uh, like I just explained, foods that I put in my bad category, I put in my neither, neutral, neutral category. Um, So just letting go of those labels. Um, And it's freeing. You can go anywhere. (laughs) You can travel. Um, Imagine thinking like bread is bad and going to a place where like that's like the the main staple and it's amazing and delicious and incredible and it you know it, it feels good to have it and it does give you energy and just the um how restrictive it is to uh have something as bad or good it is quite limiting um in many ways and I'll even say socially it's quite limiting and I love so I don't have good and bad food so I can go anywhere with anyone show up anywhere and know that that the food is there for me I don't have to pack special food so when all food is permissible it is neither good or bad it is food um that is freedom to me. Uh, and that took time. I do want to say that that took time. And I will bring us to another uh, why or what is food freedom to me. It's not um, punishing myself for eating choices or behaviors and letting go of perfection, right? So 
gosh, and, and I'll, I'm going to talk about movement here. I want to do a, an entire other episode about my relationship with movement, but I, and if you follow me on Instagram and see me running all of the time, I do not track my runs. I do not look at, I don't track any sporting or any, anything. I don't track anything. Um, I do not look at calories burned. I do not look like, look at calories in, um, but, um, before if I ate above what I had deemed or I'd created a belief uh, that was acceptable there would be punishing uh, in many ways like I spoke of with purging um, and I want to speak of now I do not eat to exercise I don't exercise to eat Um, I do have a coach uh, who recommends like fueling but I am and (laughs) I I appreciate it all Um, and uh, I am driven by my intuition and my my gut and what I feel like my body needs. So there is no room to punish there because I am listening to my own body. But I used to be extremely self-punishing for eating choices and behaviors. And now following my my gut, following my inner, and I'll speak of this in a in another episode, but my inner child, <laughs> that intuition by following that, there is nothing to punish. I am listening to myself. I am being guided by me, <laughs> the person who is fueling and is moving. But I did want to say that, yes, you see me running, but I am not running to burn calories. <laughs> I am, I'm running for my mental health. I'm running for the endorphins. I'm running for the fact that I started running halfway through my 40th year uh, in order to like set some cool little goals and intentions and I've run two marathons since and and what a great feeling what a great celebration of life so that's why I run and that's why I move a celebration of life there is nothing punishing about it and there's actually nothing related to my food relationship about it so just letting go of punishing for eating which I used to do in the past and ironic not ironically but there was a small period in all of that that I was exercising for a calorie burn but it really wasn't huge I had many other and I'm going to say it like very destructive behaviors um punishing eating for my eating choices and behaviors so food freedom for me is not self-punishing for eating choices and behaviors and letting go of perfectionism around food and eating and I speak about perfection a lot. I have a poem about it. It's not easily accessible. I'll share it at another time. Um, but this is it, right? We say nobody is perfect. Okay, well, I guess if you're talking about something that's made up by AI, yeah, we're never going to be perfect. But here's the deal. You are perfect. I am perfect. We're all perfect just as we are. We have this lifetime to F up. We have this lifetime to win. We have this lifetime to fail, to lose, to learn. And that is all perfect because this is our lifetime. This is it. This is it. So, you know, letting go of perfection in this like magazine, even though no one buys magazines, but in this like I guess the big thing now is like Kardashian perfect or something, um, which I wouldn't be able to spot a Kardashian if one walked in front of me. But (laughs) I'm trying to speak to pop culture, just letting go of this idea of that unreal perfection, right? Computer generated, heavily edited perfection that does go to 
how I'm doing these podcasts and how I'm showing up and sharing. But when I was in my eating disorders and disordered eating and even in early recovery, oh, especially in early recovery, actually, I wanted to be like, still have all of that control. That's what I'm remembering in early uh, early recovery. I wanted to recover perfectly. And there was no space for intuition and just to be guided by myself. Um, And perfect food. And I was even, you know, I had my disordered eating um, and eating disorders like way back to be on like the 90s and the thousands. So now I can't even imagine (laughs) the messages about perfect food and clean food. I mean, there's just so much more these days in diet culture. It is, I I do shut it off. I So I don't know what specifically, but um, I do know sometimes on my feed, like I see perfect food being all vegan. And then on the other side, I see it being like plates of meat. So I'm not even sure. <laughs> but, um, but so for me, what it was at the time, was yeah either uh food to be smaller food that I thought was like healthy and nutritious other foods were like bad and would cause for me it was bad and will cause weight gain basically I didn't even care about nutrition to be quite honest and then in early recovery I did (laughs) and that was again just perfect 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 so I let go of perfection around food and eating I will eat too much. I will feel full. It doesn't, not too much, but I will feel to a point where I don't like feel that great. Um, I will um, get super busy and end up eating my kids like scraps from their plate. So um, that's part of my recovering. It's, it's noticing, oh, you're, you're not being mindful. You're not paying attention. And I don't beat myself up. So back to the other one, I do not punish myself for for not being perfect. So just letting go of perfection around food and eating. And to me, <laughs> that is food freedom, right? Eating without deprivation, shame, guilt, or judgment. Releasing the labels of good and bad regarding food. Not self-punishing for eating choices and behaviors. And letting go of perfection, around food and eating. What is food freedom to you? I would love to know. I can't wait to continue to grow this podcast. I would love to share how I moved from a place of deprivation, shame, guilt, judgment, from a place of everything being good and bad, from a punishing place, uh, from a a place of just perfection. (laughs) I would love to uh, continue to share how I moved from that to where I'm at now and how mindfulness, movement, and mindset have been just (laughs) so impactful in my healing journey. I am so grateful you're here. Please review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. It will help get it out to more people. That's my intention. Um, Why I want to get it out to more people is not to be popular. It is to let you to let these people know, to let the people who struggle with food, struggle with body image, struggle with disordered eating, struggle with eating disorders, know you are not alone. That is why I want this podcast out there in the world. So if you could leave a review, I have 
If you leave a review, if you take a picture uh, and send it to me on Instagram or email, I am I would love to sit down uh, for 20 minutes for a coaching call. This is not a sales call. You bring something to me and I coach through it. And that is the offer I have if you would take a few moments just to review this podcast. Again, I am so grateful for you on this journey emerging, right? Emerge, the definition is to move out of or away from something and come into view. So we are just emerging into a life of food and body freedom and self-love.